Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I think the Bills will win that division. I think the Bills will compete among the best teams in the AFC. I just, when you're talking Pat Mahomes, when you're talking Lamar Jackson, you know, when, you, when you're talking some of these, you know, what you're going to have to get through to win it all, I just can't put them among the eight teams I think have the best shot to win a Super Bowl, but I certainly think they'll be in the playoffs, and I certainly think they'll be a tougher out in the playoffs than they've proved to be in the past. That is Jason LaConfora, CBS Sports. Yeah, the Bills are getting a lot of love right now. Uh, there is an article actually at NFL.com where they asked six different NFL analysts on which head coach in the league has his has the best chance to win their first Super Bowl this year, and Sean McDermott was mentioned. So we'll get into that in a little while. We're talking scheduling with the NHL situation going on tonight, the playoff format, and if you head over to Warren Sharp's Twitter, He's always on the ball, super sharp, no pun intended, of course. That is his name, and he lives up to it. Sharp football, sharp football analysis and stats. He's all over the place, but I really wanted to get him on today because he did a great thread on the scheduling inequities of the NFL. We're going to take a look at the Bills' schedule and the NFL schedule overall, and we always appreciate him joining us. So, Warren, thank you very much for doing this once again. We love having you on in Buffalo, man. Yeah, definitely. Happy to be here with you guys. All right, so let's just get right to it. You basically wrote about how the schedule is very inequitable in a lot of ways. What stands out to you the most about how inequitable the NFL schedule is? Well, you would think that in a league that is so intent on establishing competitive balance and spreading out things across all 32 teams and trying to make it so that there's no unfair, dramatically unfair situations for teams, that we wouldn't have situations that are so disparate where, for example, uh, really difficult scheduling issues befall certain teams and don't befall others. And the most obvious example of that, uh, just for the fans at home and and the listeners, there's like six or seven different things that I think are very important from a team's ability to properly prepare for a game and to get their players healthy and well-rested for a game. Um, And one of those is the difficulty of a short week road game. You play with less rest than normal and you have to travel to an opponent's site. Over the last decade, there's a team like the Chicago Bears or the Washington Redskins who have had to play 16 of those games. And there's a team like the Detroit Lions who have only had to play two of those games. That's a big gap between the two, and that's not even the largest gap in terms of 
haves and have-nots of all of these different schedule quirks. But it's very unfortunate digging into this as much as I did to uncover some of these things where clearly there's going to be an inherent advantage with a team having more time to rest and prepare. And the fact that it's not more evenly spread in terms of the number of instances teams are on short rest or aren't going to be able to prepare as well as other teams was quite shocking to me. And what stands out to what to me about what you just said, the Bears and Lions are in the same division. I mean, you know, that, that even makes it more of a disparity. Yes, exactly. One of the things that was really frustrating was seeing a division like the NFC East, uh, where you have the Dallas Cowboys, and the Dallas Cowboys have been the benefactors here. They rank fourth on my list of inequities. They're the fourth best team. Things have worked in their favor from a scheduling perspective, whether it's being able to host a ton of primetime games, not have to travel for those whether it's not having to be put onto short rest, playing a lot of other teams that are on short rest, whereas you're not, they are the fourth best team in the league overall. The other three teams in that division, the New York Giants, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Washington Redskins, those three teams all rank bottom 10 in terms of having the most difficult or most inequitable schedules. And two of those three teams rank bottom three in the NFL over the last decade. So, giving the Cowboys such a massive benefit and putting these other three teams at such a disadvantage, you know, that's, that's one big factor that is, um, you know, not really considered when you're looking at how these teams have done in their division, but is certainly massive. And one of the reasons why, like, for instance, this lack of prep and lack of rest is so bad is because it does correlate with injuries, especially for the teams that are, at the bottom end of the spectrum. What I found when I cross-referenced the teams that have been the most injured over the last 10 years with the teams that have had the worst and the least amount of rest, the worst situation is the least amount of rest, I found that two of the three teams with the most unfair scheduling of rest time were also two of the three most injured teams over the last decade, (laughs) and that four of the five most injured teams over the last decade all had top 10 worst rest situation. So definitely at that bottom end of the spectrum where teams are not getting as much rest as their opponents, these are the teams that are tending to get more injured over the course of the last 10 years. So recently I had Mike North on uh, with me and Mike is one of the VPs of broadcasting. He is one of the head schedule makers for the league. And I asked him about, you know, how they go about trying to balance these sorts of things out. And, you know, his response was basically like, we've tried, we've looked at thing actually right here at the university at Buffalo. They have some uh, engineers, I guess, people who mathematicians, they've really been working with them on doing this, but the logistics of it and how to put this all together is not that easy, as I, I'm sure you'd agree. So, you know, what's the solution? How do we get closer to having more equity? Well, I think one of the things, first and foremost, when you look at some of these historical things, and when I'm looking at, for instance, some of these rest variables, and you're talking about when an opponent has more than a week to prepare for you versus do you have a week more than a week to prepare for them, uh, more or less rest, short week road games, games where you played on the road on Monday – Uh, or even on Sunday night, and then you have to travel back home, that sets up a short rest and prep for your next week's game. Um, Games where you have negated bye weeks, right? This is a crazy one where you've got, I think, like seven teams have never had a negated bye week over the last decade, whereas a team like the Colts have had to play 
six negated bye week games. And what I mean by that is uh, six of their 10 bye weeks, their opponent has had a bye week the same exact right. week. So yep. they don't get that advantage of having extra rest or prep. Not saying that it's required for you to have that advantage, but you can't have it so that a lot of teams don't ever factor into that and always are getting extra prep uh, and an advantage of extra prep and rest, whereas the Colts have only had that four out of ten times. So of all these different variables, the issue to me is if you go back and look at the results of these games and you say, okay, well, let me just let me just see if the results carry over and translate, and if they don't, it's not really that big of an issue. My response to that is I've looked at the results. In some cases, like games on Thursdays where you get to host them, that's a more distinct and measurable advantage with a slightly smaller sample size, so it stands out more. Whereas just games where you have more rest than your opponent or less rest, that's a little bit harder to quantify. And and it's also more difficult to find a clear-cut edge. But the simple fact that the results don't scream out there's an edge to me, should not make you want to throw out the desire to balance things out across the league. And that is because, you know, there's teams like the Baltimore Ravens who are just a good team and they can overcome a lot of bad Mm -hmm. spots. Whereas a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're a bad team. And so you put them in favorable situations. That does not necessarily mean that they're going to win those games. So I don't believe, number one, first and foremost, you can look at the results of the games. In terms of balancing things out, look, let's say you want to always give Dallas this traditional home game on Thursday night. You're not going to be able to directly offset that. What they've tried to do over the last few years is put them on the road on Thursday the very next week. So, okay, you get to host a Thursday game, but now we're also going to send you on a road for one so that evens it out. The problem with that, as I'm sure you can imagine, is that when you've played Thursday and then get a full week to play your next Thursday game that happens to be on the road, you don't have short rest and prep. You have a full week to get ready for that game. So just because you're traveling on the road, that your body feels like it's just any other normal Sunday game where you've had a week of rest to get ready for a road game. You have to put them in a situation where they're playing on a Thursday having just played a Sunday game. Now, if you don't want to do that, then what you have to do is try to find, like look at the spectrum of rest and prep situations that are detrimental and try to put them on the spectrum of, of having a couple of these other situations to sort of offset the edge. So if they have the edge of hosting a Thursday game, you know, make them play a couple extra teams who have had more time to prepare for the game than they have. Put them in some other detrimental situations in that same season to kind of balance out the equity across the league. It's probably not the easiest thing in the world to do, but I also can't imagine with them now working with like this Amazon Web Services, AWS, that started this past year and is helping them build their schedule, that they wouldn't be able to just plug in a few of these variables that, that I've uncovered here and cross-reference that against the schedules that are generated to try to have some controls as to not allowing certain teams to have so many favorable situations in a given season. And I feel like if you know, the technology is strong enough now, they should be able to get that done. All right, let's talk about the Bills, because for many years we sat here and said, come on, they're playing the Patriots off a bye again. There was one year where literally the organization, you know, they said right here on our radio station, we don't think it's fair how many times we have to play teams coming off buys and whatever. But let's be honest, the Bills also weren't that good for close to two decades. They had a huge playoff drought. Now, 
coinciding with them actually rising and as an ascending team and being better, it looks like they're also getting a little bit more of a luck of the draw when it comes to rest and preparation and things like that. Give me your take on the Bills schedule as far as all this analysis and, if you will, kind of dive into how you think the schedule plays out for them as far as quality of opponents. Well, so, you know, looking at the overall 10-year study, you're absolutely right. I think in three out of four years, you guys were having these bye weeks that were being negated. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, it was pretty ridiculous, three or four, three or five years. Uh, that has since rectified. You haven't had one, I think, negated since 2015. Now, the league average, again, is only 1.8 bye weeks negated over the last decade. So the fact that you had three obviously is above average, but at least you haven't had them happen recently. Um, you also have been in the low end of the stick, like you said, of these opponent days to prepare. Uh, you actually rank as one of the worst teams in the league uh, of having – you've played 15, a net of 15 games where your opponent has more than seven days to prepare versus less than seven days to prepare for you. So you were the sixth worst team. In other words, most other teams in the league had more favorable situations than you did in that metric. Um, but this season – I think things have gotten a little bit better, but there are a couple of interesting quirks that I didn't factor into this analysis based upon your opponents that um, are going to present themselves for you in 2020. One example is the reason I didn't factor in location or travel miles or anything like that is because this is all done on a rotational schedule. So the NFL only controls what day and what time you're playing. They don't control who you're playing. So the fact that you guys had to play in San Francisco was not something that the schedule maker said, let's just do this to the Bills. Like that Mm -hmm. was predetermined well in advance. But the fact that you have to play on the road on Monday night in San Francisco is definitely a detriment. And here's why. They used to say that going from the West Coast to the East Coast and playing at 1 p.m. was one of the worst spots that a team could, could deal with. But Over the course of the last several years, that hasn't really been as much of a factor. Teams have been able to adjust and adapt a little bit more easily to that. But there's a thing called the circadian rhythm. And your circadian rhythm is really messed up when you're an East Coast team and you have to play in prime time on the West Coast. That's going to present itself in this game against the 49ers. The reason why is your body clock believes that it's three hours later than the opponent's body clock. So when you get into that second half, you think it's, like 10 o'clock at night, but they think it's only 7 o'clock at night based on their body clock. And that inherently has them more wide-eyed and awake and prepared. And the data shows and the results of games show that this is a major factor, especially in the second half of games, for an East Coast team playing in primetime. So this, if the schedule makers put that game at like a 4 p.m. East Coast game uh, you know, start time, so like a 1 p.m. West Coast start, would not be a factor. But because it's a primetime game, it definitely hurts you a little bit more in that sense. Interesting stuff. All right, so this year there's going to be an extra playoff team in each conference. A, Warren, would you overhaul the playoff the, the playoff format completely or even the scheduling format completely in, in lieu of this? Do you like the seventh team added? You know, Where do you fall down on how this impacts the overall scheduling and if it's fair or not? I, I definitely don't think it's unfair. I think that what it does is massively place a premium on earning that singular bye week in each conference because the right. uh, importance of that is magnified tremendously because there's only one team that gets that benefit. Um, because just that little extra rest is so massive, especially if you happen to have an earlier buy. 
Um, now you guys are fortunate you have a week 11 by, um, you know, you're going to have to upseed a lot of teams like the Chiefs and the Patriots, uh, sorry, the Chiefs, well, the Patriots too, until you get, get past them right. just because they don't have Brady. Uh, I don't think that's a, that's a easy, easy game at all, but um, you know, like the Chiefs and the Ravens, it might be hard for you to get that first round by, right? But getting that extra playoff spot, I think is definitely beneficial um, because it gives you guys and other teams like you more of a fair shot. And so I like it. I would not change the playoff scheduling right now. Um, I like the fact that there's an extra team. It definitely places more emphasis on getting that, that, uh, that first overall seed though. All right. So let's look ahead to next year where most likely the 17th game is going to going to come into play. Now let's talk about how the schedule rotation works and how would you treat that 17th game either a by just plugging it in according to the same rotation some way or would you completely overhaul the rotation? Um in general, I think the rotation is fine. What what the rotation allows you to do is you're always going to play all the teams in the league and it's very systemic and fans know okay and in, in three more years, I'm going to get to watch these guys again. In two more years, right. I get to watch these guys again. So I think from that sense, it's predictable. It's beneficial. Um, I wouldn't be adverse if they came up with another methodology to uh, use the schedule rotation to benefit the league in some capacity. But I, I don't have an inherent issue with it. I think that um, it's difficult for me to say right now what I would want that 17th game to be, what I would want that extra game to be, uh, because you're already playing your division teams twice. So it's going to be somebody apart from that. Um, and, you know, maybe a geographical rivalry makes a lot of sense. Uh, something where the teams in that 17th game, the issue for me is you want to make it as balanced as possible across the league. So you don't want there to be situations where it's like one team has to make another trip out west or one team has to make another trip out east and, you know, making this a travel situation as a result of that 17th game because then half the teams are hosting and don't have to have these difficult travel spots, and that's not going to be as fair as possible. So I'd rather it be a game that's geographically uh, makes sense for travel, and other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. All right, Warren, always good stuff, man. We really appreciate it. Of course, everybody can go to your websites, sharpfootballanalysis.com, sharpfootballstats.com. Uh, follow you on Twitter, at sharpfootball. You keep me a lot smarter. What was that term you used from going from east to west again on a Monday night game? Give me that term again. Circadian rhythm. Circadian rhythm. All right, I'm going to impress my wife when I go home today and say, you know, you know because I'm on the Bills radio broadcast, I'll be like, you know, when we go to San Francisco later this year, my circadian rhythm might be off and see if, what she says. See what she says there. Absolutely. Yeah, let's see what she says. (laughs) Thanks, Warren. Really appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Al. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.